to Jonah. <laughs> it's shading him. Huh? Huh? Now, you can do Caleb wrong, and it might aggravate me a little bit because Caleb's my buddy, but it don't aggravate me like it does when I think you've done me wrong. Me. Oh, don't. Oh, you better not cross me. Don't you mess with my gourd. Don't you mess with what's covering my head. Don't you get in my pea patch. Don't you bother what it is I like. You see, anger's all about selfishness. Done me wrong. And then, we, then, begins, then begins the process of, I've got to get even here somehow. How am I going to get even? I've got to do something. I can't just let this go. Huh? Oh, I'm preaching. It was a selfish anger that Jonah had. He didn't care anything about the Ninevites. All he cared about was that little silly gourd. But it became the biggest thing in the world to him. I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings. But did you know that thing that seems so important to you probably ain't that important? People draw a line in the sand. Oh, now, don't you cross this line right here now. I'm telling you what. If you do, bless goodness, then I am mad. And it always has something to do with you. Me. All that fellow did yesterday is toot his little horn. It wasn't that big a deal. I could have just eased on into my parking place, but not me. No, no. I had to show myself. Bless goodness, he has blown his horn. And that means it's war in the parking lot. That means I'm putting this thing in reverse, and I'm going to back right up. Got a backup camera, I'm going to get right up again him and make him think I'm backing over him. And to my own, to my own uh, uh, disappointment in myself, I even thought about putting it in park and bouncing out. And saying, pal, what is your problem? Why are you blowing your horn at me? Oh, y'all looking so spiritual. I'd like to know the times that Rachel said, you're going to hit them, you're going to hit them, you're going to hit them. Get cut off on the freeway. And then all of a sudden you become Dale Earnhardt and you're bump drafting. <laughs> what good does that do you? See, it's all about selfishness, though. You think about it, and traffic is a perfect example. It's all about selfishness. How many of you are with me on this? When the sign points that there's construction ahead to get over, that means you get over. I despise people that come by me after I've been sitting in a line of traffic, 75 miles an hour, passing everybody, and they're going to swerve in up there ahead of me somehow. And people that let them in, oh, them Christians ought not, them ought not do that. So you know what I do? I get just as close as I can possibly get to the car in front of me. They'll get up next to me and they'll signal, and I just want him to say, ha ha, pal, you're going to the back of the line. Somebody with an I love Jesus bumper sticker lets them in in front, and I think, what a, oh. 
Huh? But you know what all that is about? I don't want to be five seconds later than I would have been because of this person. Did y'all hear that? I don't want to be five seconds later than I would have been because of this person. Oh, don't that sound selfish? Hmm? Next time you think you don't love yourself, just get in traffic a little while. You love yourself a lot. Nobody should get in front of me. Nobody should pass me. Huh? Selfish. Anger's always that way. I'm mad because they done me wrong. I'm mad because they said something about me. I'm mad because they did this. I'm mad because of this. But it's always because of me. It's about me. Now listen, I'll help you right here. Jonah's anger was not only selfish, but let me say this, Jonah's anger spread. Anger, if you don't deal with it, if you let the sun go down on it, it'll always get bigger on you. Jonah started out, you know, he was mad about that city, mad about his situation. He was probably mad about that fish. He just, he just an angry preacher. But then before it's over, he's mad about the gourd, and he's even mad at God. Because his anger begins to spread. You know, if I get mad at Billy, and then I don't handle it, and I lay down, and I, let it, I go to sleep on it, I wake up in the morning, and I'm still mad at Billy. Before you know it, I'm mad at Noah too, because Noah was sitting next to Billy when Billy said it. Now we laugh because we've all seen it happen. You know, I bet Noah was in on that. Come on now. And Gabe, he looked shifty anyway. <laughs> For sure Gabe had something to do with it. I bet it's a whole, my goodness, this is how, this is how the human mind thinks. I bet it's a whole plot. Kenzie got to have something to do with it. I mean, she said so far with them. And Will Munn, Clarence, I never would have thought they'd have done me that way, but Lord, they're over with them too. And before you know it, you're, you're hurt at the whole push. Women class don't even know you and Billy's had trouble, but I've got mad at the whole push over it. Come on now. I'm just telling you how the devil works. It's because I didn't deal with it. See, if I'd went to Billy and said, Billy, you know, when you said that about me, it hurt my feelings. Then me and Billy could have talked it out. That's right. Hugged neck, shook hands, went on down the road and probably been better friends because of it. It's when we don't deal with it. Oh, friend. We don't deal with it. Then it spreads, see. We're not just mad at Billy anymore. We're mad at all Billy's friends. We're mad at the people that Billy knows. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Hmm. Anger always spreads. Gets out of control. It gets to where you're not in control of it anymore. You're, just, you're mad at people because of association. That's, I, you know what? I hate politics. I hate it. You know why? Because people get mad over whether or not you're a Democrat or a Republican. I never realized it was that way, that bad, until I went to work at a sheriff's office 
And there was people that were my friends that quit talking to me because of who I worked for. And all I was doing is working a job. I was guilty by association. They hated me because they hated my boss. That ought not so to be, but that's how people do things in life. Isn't that a shame? Y'all going, boy, I wish he'd get over with this message. It's selfish. Hatred spreads. Anger spreads. Can I give you something? If unchecked, anger often will become suicidal. Two different times in this text. Jonah said, I just wish I was dead. I, I just wish I wished I was dead. Lord, why don't you kill me? I'd rather be dead as to be alive. Now that's totally disproportionate to the situation, right? We can look at it and go, Jonah, what is wrong with you? It's a gourd, son. Get over it. But to Jonah, it was, his, it was so big, he's like, I, boy, I just wish I was dead over this gourd. That's because that's where anger pushes you. Now, in what time that I've been involved in emergency services, I've worked dozens of suicides. Dozens. Been on the investigating end, been on the uh, fire response portion. I've been around a lot of suicides. And it hit me when I was thinking about this the other day. Now, while there's people I know that just get depressed and they kill themselves because they're depressed. But you know, Brother Rick, when I get to think about it, just about every suicide that I've ever worked, there was an anger, there was an anger element involved. They's mad about something. They's mad at their neighbor. They's mad at their wife. They's mad at, they's mad at themselves sometimes. But they's mad. They's mad about something. Because, see, suicide involves, suicide involves violence toward oneself. And violence, a lot of times, requires anger. And so I thought, well, maybe that's just the ones I've seen. So I asked Randall about it because Randall's worked lots of suicides. And I said, Randall, tell me, don't you think, tell me about... Do you think anger is involved in suicide? And he got thinking, he said, you know, he said, I can just think of one or two out of all that I've worked that was just pure out, you know, somebody was just depressed. Uh, he said, most all of them, there was an anger. Somebody was mad at somebody else. Do you know you can see that in the Bible? How many of you remember when I was preaching about David, preaching through the life of David? There was a man by the name of Athenophel. Athenophel is Bathsheba's grandfather. Athenophel, when David committed the sin with Bathsheba, apparently got angry over it and never could get over it. Because when Absalom rebelled, guess who the first person Absalom sought counsel of? Was Athenophel. Hmm. You know what Athenophel told Absalom? He said, let's pursue David and kill him. All them years. He'd been quiet about it, but he was stirred up on the inside, angry over it. It'd been brewing, see, festering, anger, like it is in some of y'all. 
anger over it was brewing and festering. This whole time, he hadn't said anything, been a real good boy, kept his mouth shut, but he, he blamed David. See, he blamed David for, uh, he blamed David for Bathsheba's mess. Uh, he blamed David for her being a, a public spectacle. He blamed David for the death of that baby. He blamed David for all of that. So as soon as Absalom rebelled, he said, I got something to say. He said, let's pursue David and kill him. You know what it was to Athenophel? It was his chance at sweet revenge. There's a problem. David had sent a man by the name of Hushai down there to be a double agent. And Hushai said, now wait a minute, Absalom, wait a minute. He said, your dad right now is like a she-bear robbed of her whelps. He said, if you go up there, he's going to kill y'all because he's that mad. He said, you'd be better off to leave him alone. And what Hushai was trying to do was give David a time to escape. Here's what the Bible said. The Bible said that Absalom regarded the counsel of Hushai more than that of Athenophel. In the very next verses, you know what happens? The Bible said Athenophel went home, put his house in order, and hanged himself. He'd spent all them years plotting. All them years angry, build up anger. And he finally got his chance. And when he got his chance, he was shot down. It made him so mad that he didn't think there was any reason to keep on living. If he couldn't get even with David, bless goodness, he'd just as well to die. You say, my little anger that I've got, preacher, that little hurt feeling that I've got, that little, that little problem I have, it's really, it's really not that big a deal. It's not that big a deal to you end up killing yourself over it because you didn't deal with it. I'm just preaching. It's not that big a deal to one night it's become such a big deal to you that you can't get over it no more. And then you decide that you're going to stick a gun to your head or you decide that you're going to take some pills or you decide you're going to run your car off a cliff or whatever it might be. You see, when it gets to that point, that's what anger does. That's what the devil does. He'll completely take you over with that anger to the place where you feel like there's no way out of it. Anger. Turns to bitterness when you let it go overnight. Bitterness leads you to do things you never would have dreamed you'd ever do. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to close. You ever talk to anybody's bitter? 